Welcome to the Mormon Faircast. I'm your host, Julianne Dillon Hatton, and today's guest is Scott Gordon. He serves as the president of Fair Mormon, a nonprofit organization staffed by volunteers dedicated to helping members deal with issues raised by critics of the LDS faith. Scott has an MBA from Brigham Young University and a BA in organizational communications from Brigham Young University. He's currently an instructor of business and technology at Shasta College in Redding, California. Scott's held many positions in the church over the years, including serving as bishop for six years. He's currently married and has five children. Welcome, Scott. Thank you very much. So we just finished the 2016 Fair Mormon Conference. What's your takeaway? You know... I'm I'm always surprised at these conferences because I, I uh, every year I go I think that was the best conference we've ever had and then I go the next year and I think that was the best conference we've ever had and I know that kind of, might sound kind of silly but it just seems like every year we have new speakers with with new ideas and and new things coming coming up you know I, it was interesting because I had one reporter ask me once uh, says well you still have conferences what's there to talk about i mean what, what do you keep what else is there and uh and i i just think it's uh it it's interesting that we do as you hear different people different ideas and different perspectives about the gospel that it um it, it it's always helped me in my uh in my thought processes and in my faith were there any themes you took away from this year's conference we had three different themes, really, of the conference. We had three different uh, topics that seemed to be addressed quite strongly. First, we had one theme of women in the church. So, for example, we had uh, Catherine Schertz and Jill Durr and Wendy Ulrich, where uh, uh, Jill talked about uh, Eliza R. Snow and the Relief Society, and Catherine talked about finding the language to talk about women in the priesthood, and then Wendy Ulrich talked about what what I hope will teach our daughters and sons about the priesthood. And uh, I thought that was, all three of those talks were really excellent. I mean, I've always loved Wendy Ulrich's talks. I I love Jill's and Catherine's as well, but Wendy's I always particularly look forward to every time she speaks. Um, And uh, I I still remember uh, Wendy talking about what people do when they achieve powerful positions, how they get there and what they do when they they get there. And um, I, I just found that really an interesting uh, timely topic to talk about. The second one we talked about a lot of was the Book of Mormon. So we had Brian Stubbs talk about changes in language in Nephi. We had Matt Roper talk about Mesoamerican swords. We had Ben McGuire talking about translation. And we, and we had uh, Morgan Dean talking about uh, insurgency in the Book of Mormon. And uh, those, you know, first of all, the insurgency talk that he gave he actually told me things that I hadn't even thought of before. It was amazing. Yes, I agree. I just, uh, just like, you know, when he talked about the, um, about the Gadianton robbers and why people would support them, and then he talked about government and why a heavy tax to, why you would need to have a heavy tax to support an army to fight against the Lamanites and how it matched the insurgency in the world today. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, uh, of course, we also had uh, 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 Dan Peterson's talk, which I really, really enjoyed about, uh, you know, why, why he can't disbelieve in talking about either there were gold plates or there weren't gold plates. First, he said, so let's assume there weren't gold plates. 
And then he went on to say, now we have to try to figure out a way to explain all of the witnesses in the Book of Mormon and what they said and what they did and explain all these things about the Book of Mormon, but mostly explain the witnesses of the Book of Mormon about how you have the three witnesses and then you have the eight witnesses and then we have others like Mary Whitmer and uh, and he, he talked about how it's difficult to explain away all of the witnesses to the gold plates, the people who held them, touched them, felt them. I mean, there seems to be something... Uh, uh, there's, there seems to be an argument out there that the witnesses never really saw the plates. It was all a dream or they saw it in their spiritual eyes. Mm -hmm. And yet that's, that's really not what the witnesses said. That's, that's taking things totally out of context. And there's many witnesses who said they touched the plates, held the plates, felt the plates. Um, and so then he went on to say, okay, so if there, if there really were plates, then you have to explain how did he get them? Did he create them himself, or did somebody give them to him? And if he created them himself, how would he have done that? That's a great question, and of course, he, he didn't have two pennies to rub together, right? Exactly, exactly. And then the third theme we talked about in the conference was uh, how to do apologetics. And with that, we had Grant Hardy, we had Ali Isom, we had Patrick Mason, and we had Ralph Hancock, also, who talked to that a bit. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I think uh, many people on the internet, I read, anyway, many people were surprised with the talks, especially by Ali, Patrick, and, and Grant. They were very surprised with some of the uh, direction that they advocated in, uh, in talking with those who have struggled with their faith. All of them put forward the idea that we should be kind to those around us, that we should understand that uh, others struggle and that it's not a, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to edit a lot here, but I'm going to essentially say it's not a fight. It's a, it's we, we have to embrace our Mormonism. And yet at the same time, when we talk about differences, we, we have to talk about it in such a way that we're charitable to those around us and we show love to those around us. And, uh, and by showing love and charity, and recognizing the the validity of other people's positions, that uh, we we can have a much better discussion with them. Um, does Fair Mormon have a reputation for not being charitable when it comes to apologetics? Well, yes, it does in some circles. Uh, it's interesting because ever since I've become president of Fair Mormon back in two thousand and one, we've tried very hard to make sure that all of our articles online and all the things we say are kind and charitable. That we, I mean, we, we've actively gone through articles and, and tried to look for what, what I like to call snark or snarky comments and tried to make them, uh, so trying to make all the articles so they're about the topics and not about people. And yet even though we've done this for the past 15 years, I still hear people say, well, if you look at Fair Mormon's articles, You'll find they just attack the people. They just they they immediately come back and talk about talk about the uh, uh, you know do ad hominem attacks. Mm -hmm. And I've always I've always tried to contact people with those claims and and ask them please show us where because if you can find that we'll take it down immediately. Mm -hmm. And yet that seems to be a narrative that people like to promote. Um, I assume they promote it because they're trying to discourage people from reading things on Fair Mormon. That's my only the only thing I can assume. Mm -hmm. But um, but we try very hard to be uh, to be fair about things and not not to get into 
personal attacks. Now, I'm sure that there have been times when people have slipped up. I'm sure that happens from time to time. But, uh, but by and large, I think we've been very successful at m making it our, our articles very informational, non-personal, and not related to the people themselves, but to the argument. And I think Fair Mormon being made up mostly of volunteers, I think with hundreds of people weighing in, there's going to be an occasional comment out oh, yes. there somewhere. And it's sort of hard to keep that corralled when we're all volunteers, right? Absolutely. We're all volunteers. And the other thing to understand is we get, we get emails every single day. We get a number of emails. And sometimes when you get the same email over and over again, I, I know I've seen it where some volunteers will get frustrated with, you know, why can't people understand this and why can't they get it? So the, occasionally that frustration does come through. But, uh, but with our volunteers, it's amazing how much people are interested in being kind to others. We try to treat every person who emails us as if their question is legitimate. And sometimes we get questions uh, emailed to us that are very caustic, very antagonistic. And yet I have, we have volunteers who write back kind and heartfelt uh, responses. And I'm amazed with how much people appreciate that. Even people who are not interested in, in coming back to church, that they, that they write back and, and say, wow, that was, you know, I, I appreciate that answer. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your kindness. Do you ever get thank you notes from people that you help them with their problem or their situation? Yes, frequently. We get thank you letters from people who feel like we have helped them get through a difficult time in their life. We get thank you letters from people who, or I should say emails, from people who say we've really helped them answer a question. Uh, and then I've gotten people who come up to me, even at church, uh, and, and said, you know, I was thinking of leaving the church and I had questions, and Fair Mormon really helped me solidify my testimony. Back to the conference, how do you pick the speakers for each year's conference? You know, that's really interesting. Uh, you know, I've looked at a number of other conferences and how they do it, and people will, will send in topics, and, and those topics will be screened. And we really don't do that at Fair Mormon. Um, we look at people who have said interesting things in the past. And sometimes our conference goers even send us emails saying like, hey, this person spoke and they were really good. Or, or, and and we, well, we just look for people who are, um, who I think would be interesting. And then, so what we do is we, we screen the speakers, but not their talks. So when, when our speakers give their talks at the Fair Mormon Conference, in most cases, we've never seen their talks before or heard their talks before. So we don't know what they're going to say any more than the audience does. I think that's what makes it so interesting. Oh, yeah. So we all sit there and think, what are we going to add? What are you going to add to the discussion that we're having about this topic? And, uh, and we don't know going in. This year was unusual in that there was a wide variety of persuasions amongst the speakers, I thought. Yes, and that's one thing interesting, too, is because we, I believe in something someone might call Big Tent Mormonism, which means that we, we all can be good members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and have different opinions on things. I don't know for sure whether the Book of Mormon took place in Mesoamerica or in Middle America or in the United, you know, in Florida. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I have my own opinions on that, but we can have people of differing opinions on that. Uh, we have differing opinions about how we 
deal with with secular issues, uh, differing opinions on how we deal with issues of homosexuality and feminism. Uh, we have different opinions on um, on uh, different as if the Book of Mormon was what you call a tight translation or a loose translation. And the amazing thing is if you bring all of these different speakers in, you can hear all of those topics and hear differing opinions on that. And I think that's good. That's a good thing. If we can't have a discussion, then we might as well not have a conference. Uh, you know, so I, I like having the, the, the differing opinions. And I can't say that I, you know, usually what I, as I'm listening to the speakers, um, some speakers I say, wow, I agree with everything that speaker's saying. And other speakers I say, wow, I agree with most of what that speaker's saying uh -huh. or, or some of what that speaker's saying. And that's okay because I've had changes in my position on some topics just by, by, by listening to someone where I, I say, I haven't thought of it in that way before. And I think we got that during this conference. For example, Catherine Schertz was such a powerful speaker because the things she brought out about the priesthood and women's involvement in the church were so profound. Yes, I really enjoyed her talk as well. And I know she was, uh, she was really interested in, in our perspectives and she listened to uh, the other speakers on the same topic and was delighted to hear the other speakers' opinions and such. So. I know as she spoke, she specifically mentioned Wendy Ulrich, Jill Durr, and Sharon Eubank, and others who talked about this very topic. So I thought she, would, she really um, uh, brought out some key points, uh, such as uh, you know, the Relief Society being organized after the pattern order of the priesthood, and bringing women into church government, and Joseph Smith including women, and... Uh, and celestial marriage where husbands and wives together receive exaltation and the fullness of the priesthood and some other really interesting topics such as that. Daniel Peterson is able to take complicated gospel issues and make them so approachable to the listener. I love the fact that he's the last speaker every year at Fair Mormon because you never know what he's going to come up with. Yeah, Dan. when Dan Peterson speaks, you never do know what he's going to come up with. I'm not sure if Dan knows what he's going to come up with before the talk. Uh, I, I tease him every year because sometimes I'll say, gee, Dan, do you have a topic yet? At least a topic. Can you give me a title? And so sometimes even a week before the conference, he's not sure what he's going to speak on. And so that's what makes Dan so interesting is because he does talk off the cuff uh, about various things. Just a quick story about Dan. Uh, we were in Germany together, and Dan was reading some things in German, and Dan's German is exceptional. It's so good that we had someone translating for Dan at one of the conferences there, and uh, the translator was not able to keep up with it because Dan's German was such a high level of German and such. But then finally, after the meeting there in Germany, uh, my wife asked Dan because she said, gee, Dan, you speak, you know, and, and she named a few languages and mm -hmm. finally said, how many languages do you speak anyway, Dan? And Dan's comment back was, oh, I don't know. And most of the languages are dead anyway. Um, <laughs> That's so typical, so, Dan. Yeah, so Dan is interesting because he's humble. He's got a sharp wit. Sometimes his sharp wit is uh, difficult for some people. Mm -hmm, <laughs> but, occasionally. Yeah, occasionally. Uh, but, uh, but he does take very complicated topics. And instead of, as some scholars do, some scholars take topics and make them more complicated. Mm -hmm. Dan takes complicated topics and make them simple and, and bring them right to where you can understand them. What you take away from that is he loves the gospel. 
Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, it, it's always clear that he just he just loves the gospel. He loves the Book of Mormon, and uh, and and finds it to be an important thing for pe- people to have. Um, yeah. So if someone wants to hear these conference messages, what is it they do? Well, if you go to the Fair Mormon website at fairmormon.org, uh, one of the options uh, on, on the front page is to click on the conference. So if you click on that link, there are the transcripts from several of the talks, but sometimes they're more powerful when you actually hear the talks. There's a link right near the top that says, click here to purchase the recorded streaming from the conference. If you click on that link, you can listen and watch the speakers and the talks as well as their PowerPoint presentations and everything related to the talk. That's a great service for people who weren't able to get there or can't get out there for some reason. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really nice, especially since as we have more and more followers around the world, it's, it's nice that they have a place where they can go and watch and listen to these talks. For those of us who are in high, high Mormon density populations, um, you know, they forget that others who live outside of the Wasatch Front have more difficult time getting to conferences. And, and sometimes people say, like, well, there's always streaming, but if you're in Sweden or Germany or Russia or one of those places, streaming doesn't help because there's this time zone problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do record these, and then people can come and listen later and just in their own time, and I I really like that. I always enjoy going to the conferences and then listening to the talks as a follow-up just throughout the year when I want to learn more about a certain topic or something comes up online. You know, that's exactly what I do, is I sit through the conference, I listen to the talks, and I pick up certain things from the talks, but then I find when I go back and listen to them again later, I pick up completely different things, and things that have helped me, uh, and... uh, things that I I store in my file, my mental file of important things. Well, I'll tell you today in Relief Society, our subject was Sharon Eubanks' talk, This is a Woman's Church. Really? Yes. We discussed that today. And at the end, the teacher said, and you can get it at fairmormon.org. So that was kind of powerful. And of course, it was a fantastic talk. That was a couple of years ago, right? It was a couple of years ago. I am so happy they decided to put that in the end sign because uh, I think it was uh, a very valuable talk. And still as applicable today as it was back then. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you, Scott Gordon. Thank you very much, Julianne. appreciate talking with you. This episode of the Mormon Faircast is produced by Tom Hatton. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can support this podcast by subscribing to it in iTunes and by rating it and writing a review. Questions or comments can be sent to podcast at fairmormon.org or you may join the conversation at fairblog.org.